Hey guys, welcome to the ninth episode of Gab's OFA Office. Today I had a conversation with Tyler Morris. Topics included, conversation topics pretty much included what he's learned over the last eight years of his career, how he wants to leave a lasting impact on the Kobe men's cross-country program as a whole, and kind of what he sees after college and continuing his collegiate like opportunities, seeing where that goes. And it was just really nice, wholesome conversation. Learned a lot from him. Hopefully you guys too. Take care. Hi, listeners. I want to introduce you to Tyler Morris of Colby College, a native of Massachusetts who decided to take his talents to a small liberal arts college in the, my home state of Maine. Tyler has an incredible, has some had some incredible achievements, such as a top 10 finish at NCAA Cross last year and a third place finish at the 10K this past outdoor season in Geneva, Ohio. So um, I'm assuming you have some big plans for regionals in a week or so, and then nationals the week after for cross. So um, talk. We're, we'll get into that and about your, I guess, running background and how you started. So kind of just segueing into the conversation is, like, how did you join the sport, like, did you were you a soccer player beforehand? Like, did you do other sports or were you parents ran? How did you join the sport running? Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me, Gabe. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it spot on. I was the classic like kid on the soccer field. Um, so I guess long story short, um, I joined a middle school soccer team. Uh, I was inevitably actually the slowest kid on the team because we were we were really bad. <laughs> um and then i mean we were so bad that our coach made us start running laps around the field at the beginning of every practice <laughs> Jeez. um yeah so at the start of the season like i mean i was getting lapped and i mean we were so bad but by the end of the season <laughs> you keep on saying very bad how bad yeah, were we, you were, bad? I mean, we we could not get from one end of the field to the other it was it was next level bad um oh, okay so inevitably she made us run laps and then um uh, I ended up becoming the fastest person on the team. Not that that was really much of an accomplishment, but um here we are. Inevitably, um I got a little bit better at soccer, I started playing midfield, and then I realized like, oh, I'm way better at this running thing. So made the full transition um in eighth grade to focus mm-hmm. on cross country track. Um so I I had some success in middle school. Um, I was pretty good in high school. Um, nothing, you know, outstanding enough to get recruited to Colby. Um, I was, I always knew I wanted to run in college. I wanted smaller liberal arts. So I was primarily looking at the NESCAC schools and a few others. Uh, met Jared Beers, our current head coach here. Um, he's been here since when he was a graduate in 2001 and has been here pretty much ever since um and really just hit it off and here we are yeah no uh thanks for the introduction um so i guess well i have one question in regards to I guess your high school career and your transition from soccer to I guess running like how was that transition to you know formalized training in high school I don't know how your coach was, but going from, you know, you're running like three, four miles on the pitch, but it's not like it's it's, it's like a very like stop and go kind of like running versus like, you know, you're 
now you're demanded to go to practices and run for an X amount of time, X amount of distance. Like, how was that first adjustment for you? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty fortunate. Um, so I started practicing with my high school coach um, in spring of seventh grade. Oh. Uh, so, I mean, I really didn't have the times at that point, but he believed in me. Um, so, I mean, I think as a seventh grader, around something like 520 in the mile. So I was pretty decent in middle school. Um, and then that summer, um, I actually went to, um, I had gone to a summer camp for a number of years and met a counselor that was a really good runner for William and Mary. Um, mm -hmm. so he would do like, he would run with me in the morning and do like a, a short shakeout for him and then go for his like real 12 to 15 mile run in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, which like definitely really helped. I mean, I eighth grade, I had a huge breakout, um, qualified for junior Olympics, ran 458 in the mile that spring, made uh, New Balance Outdoor Nationals for middle schoolers. So, I, I mean, coming into high school, I really had some strong times, some strong training. Um, and, you know, having been training with these junior seniors in high school from a young age, that really yeah. allowed me to kind of like come in in great shape. Um, and my freshman fall went pretty well, um, went pretty good adjusting to 5k. Um, so I, I mean, I had a one monstrous race at the twilight meet in mass, which is everyone runs a monstrous race there. Um, but pretty, pretty soon after that's where things got a little bit more challenging for me in high school, pretty much I'd say the second half of my sophomore year through fall of my senior year that's where I was really dealing with some compensation and injury issues so I I wasn't really being able to do the mileage I wasn't you know pushing myself I guess looking back in the way mm -hmm. I would have hoped because I just I physically couldn't so you know I went from you know training with guys a lot faster than me that I'm now the fastest guy on the team but I can't really you know get to that next level um, and I didn't really realize it at the time. Maybe I was just naive, but I mean, looking back, I have a lot more experience now. And I'm like, yeah, that really did set me back. But when I got recruited to Colby, um, I think I ran like 958 as a junior in the two mile, um, like 430, I think like 430 or 431 in the mile. So I still pretty decent, good for like, yeah, definitely a solid recruit for Colby, definitely a solid D3 recruit, but you know, nothing like this guy is going to be like a standout runner. Um, but my senior year spring, we started to kind of figure it out more, um, ended up closing high school. If I think like something like nine thirty eight, and that's like, I laugh now. Cause like, I feel like since COVID times are so much faster. So that's yeah. like pre super spike pre, like everyone got fit during COVID. That's when like, I think like a nine thirty eight now, and maybe I'm just like toting my own high school ego here is more like closer to 9 30 today that's um, with all the conversions that's probably yeah. like even like 9 25 yeah so yeah i mean i mean everything i mean everything since dragonflies and and covid has been it's just everything's so fast now yeah so i mean that was kind of like my pre-colby days um i mean in terms of mileage i was probably doing no more than 30 miles a week in high school um did you have anyone that was training with you? High school, not really. I mean, my freshman year, I had um, 
Vincent Dong. He's a Bowdoin alum. Um, okay. But I was pretty much solo for most of high school. So that was a whole different challenge on itself. Um, we did a lot of like cat and mouse workouts um, where my coach would have some of the other guys start ahead of me and I would have to like catch up by the end. Mm. Um, but then coming into Colby, you know, I started to kind of fix the injury stuff um, that summer. I think, I mean, it's again, still nothing ridiculous. I think I was, I got up to like around 50 miles a week and I was like, I was stoked about that. I'm like, let's go. Like, um, and I mean, in the grand scheme, that's not like a monstrous summer compared to some of the other top guys in the country. Um, I was not expecting to have a breakout freshman fall. Uh, my whole goal coming into Colby was to be, you know, just a top seven guy, be on our varsity roster. Um, and that fall we were, I think, this is the old region before. Yeah, the realignment. Um, yeah, before the realignment. So that was like. Everything's so much easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier for us now. But back then it was like NESCAC plus MIT basically <laughs> was our region. So it was a monstrous region. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just came and wanted to be on our varsity lineup and had a very good intro race. Um, and. I was very fortunate that freshman fall that um, uh, one of our alums, uh, Eli Decker, who was an All-American, um, really kind of took me under his wing. Um, mm -hmm. Jared, our head coach, was doing a lot for me too. But, you know, I was running out of my mind good with, for no rhyme or reason. Um, I mean, I guess there is a rhyme or reason, but I was just having a huge breakout and Eli was really showing me the ropes. And I mean, Eli was a monster in high school. We, we were in the same league and I mean, he was like a 228 or 229 guy in the 1K. That's, um, that's really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, this guy was legit. I remember watching him. He was a senior my freshman year in high school and he was on um a relay with thomas ratcliffe who was a four flat miler so i mean they yeah. were they were good <laughs> that's the guy that went to stanford right ratcliffe yeah he went to stanford he's part of bowerman now okay um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but i mean i i mean i could not say greater things about eli he really like was coming in his i guess he was um at that point in my freshman year he had three semesters left but he had gone to the national championships the year before and cross like he, I mean, he was the guy. Um, and, you know, next thing, you know, there's a freshman who's running just as good as him and we're, you know, doing every stride together in practice, every meet we're finishing within like a second of each other. And like, he easily could have just been like, Oh, screw this kid. Like, I don't really want to interact with him because right. I feel like that's inevitably what happens when people have egos but he could not have had any less of an ego and he was so focused on Colby so focused on you know helping get our team to nationals and inevitably that fall um our sophomore I guess well now they're graduated but the sophomore class that year really had a breakout year too so we were second at New England's and got an auto bid to nationals uh, and then we were, I'm going to say we were 16th that year at nationals. Um, and that was, that was awesome because going into the season, uh, we were ranked eighth in new England. So going in, nobody was expecting Colby to like have a breakout yeah. year. 
Um, and then that at nationals, Eli and I finished one place apart. He was 35th and I was 36 and we both earned our first all American honors. So that was, that was probably, I mean, I've had a lot of special moments during my Colby career, but I think, I think regionals that year and when Eli and I both earned all American, I think those are the two proudest moments I have. Cause I had at, personally at that point, I had overcome so much since the challenges of high school. And I really just had this bond with um, a leader on our team. And, you know, we worked every day together that whole season. And, you know, in the end we were one place apart, even at the national championships. And that's something we'll share together forever. And then, yeah. I mean, that was, that time was hard for Colby. We were, you know, trying to get back to where we wanted to be and, you know, upsetting MIT is no joke. I mean, right now they're ranked second in the country for this year, I think yeah. something like that. There's... So yeah, it was, it was a great way to start my Colby career and I'll always remember that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome that you got to share that special relationship and kind of had that like role model, especially your freshman year at Colby. That's awesome. And you guys are what ranked? Oh, what do you guys rank now? Like, you guys are in the top fifteen. Seventeen, we're seventeen. Yeah, we had oh, um seventeen. Okay. Yeah, so we had a really good day last week at Nezcacs. Um, we upset Middlebury by two points and finished second behind Williams, which is awesome. Um, and now we're ranked second in our region behind MIT. So, you know, going into regionals, um. You know, we just got to keep doing what we've been doing. We're we're a strong team this year, and yep. you know, we belong at the national championships. And you know, I always think that the national rankings are always hilarious because you never really know what anyone's true ability is. And I mean, I guess that's outside the top like three or four teams, but like, I um, I think we have the potential to be a top five, top seven, top ten team if we really have a day. Um, I mean, we've just been trending in the right direction all season. We've got most of our guys back from last year. Um, we've been resting one of our guys um, all season because he's coming off an injury. So mm -hmm. he'll be fresh for regionals and nationals, which is awesome. Ben Meller um, uh, took last spring off to come back and use his last season of cross. And I mean, he's running awesome. He was 12th at NESCAC. So he's definitely in the all American hunt this year. So we have the possibility of, you know, doing something really special my, my last year here. Yeah. At least looking like, uh, at least from your team, it's like your team looks, there's like a little bit of a gap from like one to five, but like, it's like you have yourself. And then you said your number two, Ben, like they, you guys are like pretty good low sticks for your team, which helps. Yeah, definitely. yeah, I, I think, you know, I think what nationals taught me my freshman year is um, one, you got to get out. Um, I think that That's very true. Was a, that was a reality that hit our team last year. Um, we hadn't really raced on a fast course. And when we got to nationals, only a couple of us had had that experience and then it just, you know, hit our freshman last year um, pretty hard. Um, but, you know, that's experience they now have. And, you know, they raced at the Con College invite a few weeks ago. So I think we often view that meet as the closest thing to nationals, uh, just with how aggressive the start is there. And I mean, we handled it pretty good. So um, I think we're ready. Um, 
you know, it helps that I should hopefully be a pretty good low stick at nationals. I'm hoping Ben can also be a very good low stick. Um, he definitely has it in him and he's, I mean, more committed than anyone to take a whole semester off to do this. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we were 16th my freshman year and that was with two low sticks around 35, 36. So, you know, if Ben can get in that all American hunt and I can be up a little bit further, we, that's, that's a good foundation and we've got a, a good pack of, three through six working all together so we'll we'll see what happens there yeah no uh we'll know you'll know in on the 19th where your teams stand nationally um it'll be a yeah. fun time i heard that course at michigan is like fast it is like it's golf course like flat and it's just really nice it's going to be similar to like i want to say louisville last year louisville's a really fast course so I guess times might be similar to that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I always tend to find the national courses are always like yeah flat and fast. Um, so I mean, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. Um, I think our guys are ready. Um, I definitely had some learning lessons last year, which uh, I'm excited to get back there and you know see what we can do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean we're we're a few weeks away, and it's I mean it's crazy we're in November now. I mean it feels like yeah, yesterday we were like doing yeah. summer training in June. Yeah, uh, we're that's where all the miles in you know July, August, June pays off now. But uh, I guess exactly. kind of talking about that training, like coming into Colby, like your coach, uh, you said Jordan Beers, Jared Beers, Jared Beers, my bad. Um, like what's his philosophy, especially like you've been under him for the last four years. What's his coaching philosophy? Does he, does he stride certain, like, does he, for him, does he like import, importantize like certain things in terms of like mileage in terms of like how, how are the groups set up? Are there like, specific training groups? Like, is it very individualized the training? Like maybe speak about that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a combination of everything you just said. It's very individualized um so he recognizes everyone is different in what they need um so we have a few different training groups um and i guess each group at least for cross that is um there's some that are a little bit more mileage based there's some that are a little bit more speed based and then once you get into track everything gets just sort of shifted around based on what event you do so that's already right away a huge green flag for jared is there are so many coaches that you know they come in and just they did one thing uh did something one way when they were in college and had some success so they have a very narrow mindset i tend to find um I mean, believe it or not, Jared was not a cross country runner at all. He was a 400 meter runner and track, a good one too. Um, wow. Held the Colby school record at one point, was a New England champion. Um, so, you know, coming in uh, with that outside mindset has really paid off, I think, because he was a strength coach before um, coaching cross country. So he had a very structural mindset. Um, he, I mean, basically studied anything he could about running and then, uh, a few years ago, went out and, while he was coaching here, earned a massage therapy license. So he, one, now knows how to keep us healthy. He understands how the runner's body and mind works. And three is, you know, trying to tailor our training to what can set each one of us up best for success. So he, I mean, 
there's a reason why he just won coach of the year. Um, yeah, I saw that. As Keck men's cross country. And it's because he knows how to, you know, make us successful and do everything he can to put us in the best position possible. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like it was like very long overdue. Correct. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's won it before, but you know, oh, had, okay. had a few good years and I'm like, come on, when is he going to get it? Um, I guess more talking about my individualized training. I'm a person that really hones in on mileage. Um, uh, so, I mean, coming into college, I talked a little bit earlier, I had very little experience and yeah, I don't know where or how this happened, but my freshman fall, I started running about, I'd say during meet weeks, I was doing 60 during non-meet weeks, I was doing around 80. Um, and then obviously you taper towards championship season. Now I'm at a point where I'm doing consistently 95 to 100, 510 a week. So uh, definitely have built up an arsenal of mileage over the years and built my strength, but you know, that works for me and I'm, I'm really a cross country and 10 K specific guy. Um, I definitely race the five as well, but uh, that kind of strength and endurance kind of training is what's really worked for me. But we have so many guys that have had success that they focus more on the speed end with a little bit lower mileage. Of course. And I guess in terms of your coach giving you your individualized trainings, is there like certain like setup is there setup meetings that you have during the course of the year that kind of like you have with your coach? These are like initial conversations to kind of see like where your individualized goals are and where you're like you kind of kind of find like that um that shared training plan. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Um uh I mean the first years it's always interesting because you're a first year, so you're coming in. So there's always like the first year training plan coming into the year, and then you kind of like talk with him about like should I be more focused on this area or this area in terms of veterans? Like, um, and I guess first years after they've had their first cross season, uh, he definitely loves to have like individualized meetings about where we want to go and track, uh, what we want to focus on, uh, where the training might fit best. Uh, I remember last year, um we had a long conversation about what we wanted to do and track towards the end of cross Mm -hmm. Uh, so we were we were basically making a schedule from like outdoor nationals backwards um so that was kind of what it looked like for me um and i mean it on the personal side of the definitely had a lot of success and you know it's been a lot of trial and error here um I think one thing that has really taught us a lot was the experience we had during COVID when we weren't competing because we were just able to experiment a lot. It's like, what do we have to lose? We're not competing right now. So obviously we were doing time trials and stuff, but we were able to basically use that as a data period. And I think I'm a better runner. And I think many of our guys are better runners because of it. Um, you know, when you don't have a meet on Saturday, you can go try something different in a long run workout, or you can try this new strength program that, you know, normally midway through the yeah. season, you don't want to like throw something completely new at you. So we were able to kind of like experiment and see, oh, this really works, or we might want to try something different instead. And, you know, obviously COVID threw a damper in all of our plans. My sophomore year, 
going into my sophomore year, we thought, oh, cool, cool. We might be a podium team at nationals because we had Eli coming back. We had, we had, two, we had our top six coming back. Wow. Um, across my freshman year. So we were, we were gearing up and then, you know, the world was turned upside down. Oh, of course. I mean, everyone faced like that specific, I guess, problem, March, 2020. Yeah. Um, thank God. It, in hindsight, it probably was good that it happened because now some people get to do six years and, you know, compete really well. I mean, it sucks. It also sucked for the seniors then, but for the people that went through it and now you're able to do like a fifth year, sixth year, you know, some cases seventh year, if you have that many like eligibility seasons. But um, I guess how did Colby, how did your training from your coach happen like you didn't you didn't we weren't next to each other for in march and how did the training get set up you were definitely fit coming off coming out of indoor season that year you're like is that your fr- that would be your freshman year right yeah i mean i didn't have a great indoor season um i was i i mean i had a pretty tough indoor season my freshman year i was one i was getting sick a decent amount um and two, I was struggling, I'd say, on the mental side of the sport at that point because, you know, I had just come off um, NESCAC Rookie of the Year in cross. I was All-American in cross. So I was like, you know, I had no pressure coming in. I'm like, just I'm the new kid on the block. Of course. And, uh, that indoor season, I was, you know, okay, this is the expectation now. And that was a lot of pressure on a 19-year-old kid settling into college. So, I mean, I completely blew up that indoor season. I'm happy to admit it now. I've definitely made up for it since, but <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. No, I'm saying you, you have the right to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, I mean, we were gearing up for outdoor at that point. We had a lot of guys in good shape. Um, and I guess our goal was to have a bunch of guys go under 15 in the 5k at that point. And I mean, we were in, good shape and then obviously we closed for covid um and i actually caught covid i think like the first week of march like right when everything was shutting down is when i got covid um so that definitely threw a curveball uh because i stayed in quarantine for 18 days um because at that point it was so early in covid nobody knew what the world was but at that point in the year i mean basically Jared and I just shut everything down and just started, you know, getting ready again and started building back up. Um, yeah. We thankfully have a good training plan coming into the year every year. Um, so I just basically, I think I just built up consistent mileage going into my sophomore year. I think I was doing that summer 75, 80 a week, something yeah. like that. And I was just in the summer, I primarily focus on um, just maintaining mileage. So that was what was going on going into my sophomore year. Um, thankfully, Eli and I live close together or did at that time. He lives in Austin, Texas now. But, um, you know, we were spending a lot of time running together that summer. So it was nice to have a training partner when you're going for a long run every Sunday. Um, um, and... I guess right around that same time period when we shut down, Eli was going through his own challenges. He had um, 
he missed indoor nationals by one place. I want to say maybe two. Um, okay. So that was tough, but it was inevitably a blessing because that championship didn't happen. And then he got a stress fracture right after. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, okay, well, if Eli's going to get a stress fracture, now's the best time. It's, you know, a pandemic, like he'll be ready by cross and, you know, <laughs> COVID. But that fall was pretty fun. We did a series of 5Ks. Um, I think Eli and I ran, I think he ran like 1435 and I ran like 1437, something like that. So yeah, that was, you know, it was fun because um, it really just let us get back to the basics. Uh, we had another guy run break 15 that season too. And I think we had, I think Ben Miller ran 1508, I want to say. So, I mean, we had a good team that fall. Um, and then Ben Miller that spring went on to run 1448. Um, so, I mean, that year we had four guys break 15 yeah um so it was it was it was fun it was different i don't want to do it again but of course (laughs) uh i I guess in hindsight we were really lucky at colby because we were allowed to be on campus and we were testing three days a week and i mean colby Mm -hmm. did a job during covid so i mean there were people dying so count your blessings that you know we were all able to train together and be together of course that's the biggest thing is like just being doing it safe uh, at least at that time being with your friends like at the end of the day it's running like exactly. it's a sport but you don't need to hurt anybody but it's actually funny that you brought up the I guess your teammate missing out two spots out of, I guess it was two spots out of three K indoors because we had a kid my year or that would be that would have been his senior year and it was my sophomore year I think he also ran like the 3k and he was one spot out of nationals he ran like 831.2 at like our region like our respective regional meet and he must have been like right there with your guy he was yeah I'm sure, also- I'm sure it was yeah yeah i remember when he got back i was like god damn um uh yeah i mean i've been there my sophomore year that outdoor season we were, I mean, we were racing with masks on. That was, that was a whole experience in itself. And like, we were seeing like other meets where people are running fast and we're like, how are they doing that with masks on? And then we see the photos where like, oh, cause, you know, they take the masks yeah. off. Um, and we, we eventually got to one meet where we could like, after the start, like pull the masks on. It was such like a ridiculous time that it's, it, I mean, it's just so funny looking back on it. It's like, what are the mask rules today? Are we allowed to pull it down or are we going to be disqualified? Like, um so i ran i think i ran like 1432 and i was the that year they lowered the number of national qualifiers from 20 to 17 i want to say and i think i I was number 18 so i was like the first man out and i was like oh like really like that was crushing i was like after the year we've had like really Um, (laughs) but then that was like that just a little fire under me going into my junior year. So I was grinding that summer and then I ended up having a really good junior year as yeah. accomplishments I had last year. And um, it really like, again, was a little, I guess in many ways surprising, like, you know, to be racing against the top guys in the country. It's very humbling. Um, yeah. I, it's nice to, you know, just kind of be in that circle and, you know, see who who can have the best day like something i really try to prioritize now is it's like 
yeah, you're in the circle. You can't expect to win every time, but you're going to do everything you can too. And I think that's, that's something that's allowed me to have the success of not putting the pressure on like, I have to go out and win because that's a lot of pressure. I mean, when you're in that circle, there's guys just as fit as you and there's only one winner. So it's really about the experience for me at the end of the day. It's the relationship in the sport. Um, and it's really at the end of the day, I mean, it's, you do this because you love it. Like exactly. Um, it's easy to, you know, get caught up in the, I need to run this time. I need to finish in this place. I need to be on this position on my team. I need to win this, win that, or, you know, finish X here. And at the end of the day, I, I think it's really about the process and it's easy to to almost forget about that. And that's something I'm trying to remind myself this year. It's my last year at Colby. Um, I've pretty much done everything. And I mean, compared to what I wanted to do my freshman year, I've done a million things more, but I mean, in terms of every goal I've wanted to achieve at Colby, I've, I've pretty much done that. And I'm very proud of the work my teammates and I have put together to put me in the position I'm in now. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's my last year and I, I just want to keep doing what I've been doing and, you know, be in the position I'm at, which is, you know, form great relationships in the sport. Obviously I want to win. Who doesn't want to win? I'm just as competitive as anyone else, maybe too competitive, but it's, I never wanted to get to a point where it becomes toxic and it's really easy for that to happen. That's what happened my freshman indoor season. And I mean, maybe COVID was a blessing in disguise because it allowed me to you know, fall back in love with the sport. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy that we're, we're getting to the end here in November of my senior year. Um, thankfully, um, yeah. it doesn't seem like my athletic career will be coming to an end. So uh, I did save a year of eligibility. So Thank uh, it looks like I'll be going somewhere next year. I'll speak to that once I have um, everything in writing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for what lays ahead with our guys. I'm I'm just stoked to you know have one last one last cross yeah. season and we're outdoor coming up. Yeah, hopefully, like you have regionals and then you have nationals as like bank that you qualify. I think you should, um, but you never know. But yeah. Gonna... It's also important not to interrupt you to never take it for granted. Um, yeah. You know, we've had a good team since my freshman year. I mean, we've sent a nationals team every year. I've been here besides the COVID year where it didn't happen. Of course. But um, we should never just be like, oh, well, we're going to go to nationals. No, we need to get there. But we also need to keep in mind, we don't want to do too much where we're burnt out by nationals. So it's like, it's this delicate balance. Paper. Yeah. And this delicate of delicate area of when you need to mentally peak as well. Um, So that's something I think we've been handling really well this year. And I think that's something my freshman year Eli taught me really well as we were after nationals, we were talking about, you know, how we felt on the season as a whole and something he says, like, I think we mentally tapered at the right time. And I'm like, I have to agree because I think our two best races were regionals and nationals that year. I think our best race was regionals, but um, it's hard to, you know, give any pushback when we had a great day at nationals as well. Yeah. I guess kind of going off the team camaraderie and building that team culture and just being in that, yes, running might go well, running, running might not go well. You might win, you might lose, 
like it's the experience that matters and what it, it sounds like what really means to you that's very important in your life is like being on the Colby team um like what are like certain traditions and just like certain things that kind of make you a part of the family um I don't know I don't know if you can talk about specific things that you guys do every year like with my team we just had our like we have a time trial for the people that didn't make regionals and we do a press conference um we actually got that idea because the athlete special which is like he's a youtuber he ran right. for Georgetown and he would do the press conferences for the guys um that did the time trial that didn't make regionals and we, it's a pretty much a, like a little like chat where like we like just make fun of each other the day before like the big race and it's just a really nice like team like story um this team time but like, i don't know if there's anything specific you want to highlight or have yeah i mean there's a number of things that come to mind i mean one it's i think it's one like every college men's cross-country team is always usually pretty close um if you don't those are some issues you guys definitely need to work out <laughs> that's very true. Um, not to you know throw shade on any teams that have some culture issues because that's always relevant but uh, i guess in terms of colby um you know i think the biggest thing for me was my freshman fall um i mean i think everyone's freshman fall is not easy but uh it was very nice to come in and there was a very supportive group. We had a, I mean, our seniors that year were just unbelievable. Obviously Eli was like a mentor to me, but there were, I'd say, I mean, all four of our seniors that year were just unbelievable guys. And I still talk with them all the time. Um, and I think that really set up the culture, at least in my Colby time, that really just kind of set like what we stand for. Um, in terms of traditions, um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is our slogan, four shoes, one mule. There's four legs on a mule. It takes all four to move the mule. So that's really like a team like, yeah. camaraderie. Um, I mean, we, I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, when we leave for meets, we like leave at 14 or 41. Um, um, in terms of other things we do, I mean, it, during preseason every year, we always take um, a trip to a cabin up in Maine. Um, so, you know, that's really fun where we just have a few days to kind of like, there's no school, everyone just got back from the summer, kind of bond, just be with each other, kind of reconnect and get some good mileage in. Um, and then, I mean, the classic, like, uh, most of our team lives with each other. I lived with, I'm actually not living with the team this year. Um, living with some other friends, but I mean, I lived with the team for what, two and a half years. Um, yeah. I mean, we have eight guys on the team all living together this year in one room. So, um, that's a whole different, hilarious nutshell. Um, in one room, it's an, it's an eight man. It's four, four doubles, but in a common room. So yeah, that's what? okay. Yeah. There's only one of those on campus and then they grabbed it and I'm just like, you guys are hilarious. And then the classic, like everyone having dinner with each other. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's just so many special moments. I mean, the travel is really fun. I love traveling with our guys. Um, one really cool thing Jared does is uh, for the nationals crew, he uh, gets us all custom embroidered Colby flannels. So we travel like a team. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So, uh, I have a couple of those. Those are really fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's probably so many more. Those are the ones that come to mind. Um, 
but yeah, we've got a special group and, you know, I'm excited to see where our, um, our underclassmen take us in the future and I'll, yeah, I'll be watching. I know, um, I know we'll be set up great for a long time to come. Perfect. Yeah. You guys have a pretty rich history of like just long distance, like success. And I guess going pivoting from that, like, what are your goals going into, I guess, I know cross countries, like it's not over yet, but like you can't not stop thinking about how track season's coming. It's like, it's going to be December is going to be the first couple meets. Like what are your, I guess, expectations, goals for indoor outdoor? Like you had a really good run at a potential national championship last year, individually in the 10K, like, and you come back with, what do you have? The Williams guy, Graham, he's coming back. He got second. And who got first? Was that um the guy from? It was Alex Phillip. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's also uh, coming At back. least in the 10K, it was Alex Phillip and Jamie Daly, the two John Carroll guys that finished first and second. Um, oh, it wasn't Graham. Oh, it was Graham. As Graham finished second in the 5K. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. But, there, I mean, we've yeah. got four All-American 10K runners in the NESPAC all back this year. Oh, wow. One of which is Elias Lindgren, who was second at cross country nationals last year. So, I mean, our our conference is loaded right now. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I guess obviously my mindset right now is on cross and getting through cross. But, um, I guess for track, um, I mean indoor, it'd be nice to crack under fourteen minutes in the five k. I was very close last year, but didn't quite get in the race I was hoping for to do it. Um. And then outdoor, I mean, get back to national championships in the 10. And, you know, I didn't have a great indoor nationals race. That was a huge learning experience for me in the five. Um, and we took that lesson into the 10 for outdoor and it really paid off um, coming in third. Um, of course. So, I mean, I, not that I want to do it, you know, a mirror image of last year, but I want to take the lessons of last year. I definitely think um, I can run a really good, 10 this year once I get into you know 10k specific training um and I definitely want to do a little bit better in that indoor five but um you know there's not a ton of pressure obviously I want to run fast and I want to run a lot faster than I did last year because I think I have that ability based on how I've been running in cross and based on the progression I've been making so yeah. it'll it'll definitely be it'll definitely be exciting to see where we can go um and I think the way I'm looking at it right now is, you know, I, I want to look at nationals backwards. Obviously we need to get to nationals and run the times to get in, but I'm really focused on, you know, putting Colby in the best position possible um, and trying to do what I can to, you know, again, be in that close circle and be in that possible conversation. And I'm content either way. Obviously I want to win, but Again, as soon as you start saying, oh, I'm going to win or I need to win, that's where, you know, I tend to find where it might be unrealistic. You know, there's, as you said, you know, there's Elias and Graham and a bunch of other guys that are just as good as me. And, you know, it's fun running with those guys. We have a good relationship. And, you know, I think that's the end of the day. It's the, it's the race itself. That's fun. It's like, yeah, these guys are great, but you're also like, I'm good as well. And it's like, let's see, let's see who can have the best day at the end of the day. And, you know, if it's at nationals, great. If it's, you know, you come out on top in a different meet, great. It's, I think something I've really thought about this year in terms of how I'm looking at track is 
um almost like the pga tour where it's like i don't know jordan spieth wins one day tiger wins woods wins the next day and it's like that's what i really view um that's what i really view d3 distance running as right now and i mean i guess it applies to d1 as well but uh, that's not the field i'm in um not so yet. There, there, yeah so there's you know 20 guys that make nationals and they're all really good and you know it's just to be in that conversation that's very memorable and i'm super fortunate and thankful for all the opportunities my teammates and jared have given me and my high school coach john mons and all these people that have done everything to support my career and support colby so of course yeah i think that's what I'll, like where i'll leave it at is you know it's be thankful for your opportunities no matter how fast you are um and you know there's guys that grind every day and that's that's what it really comes down to is who who wants to push who wants to work hard of course i definitely resonate with that very true um i guess a couple last questions um one like what are some of the workouts what's probably been your most favorite workout or most maybe most challenging workout you've done in your past four years at Colby whether that be like a cross-country or a track workout or like a really hardcore session um and then maybe what's been yeah let's just ask that question yeah I mean definitely my bread and butter workouts are like long tempos uh, we do a thing called RFD which is like almost like tempo for an hour um Similar to a progression run. Um, another big one I love is long run with like two by four miles at marathon. I had a monstrous one of those this past summer. Um, I think I think I was averaging like I don't even know. Not that it matters, but I, I let's just say I had a good workout. Um, I'd say my hardest workout. I might have been my sophomore year, where we were doing a five k workout where it was like a mile at was it at 5k I, I was i think it was a, maybe a mile just faster than 5k mm-hmm. and then like a minute or two and then a 300 at mile and wow. then i think you had like three or four minutes and we did three sets of those and that was i mean I think I'm stronger now and because we've done that workout since and I felt better, but that was, that hit me like a rock when we first did that. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, it hit all our guys like a rock. We were like, wow. <laughs> and I think I forget where Jared got that workout, but that was, that was intense. I remember just lying down afterwards. I'm like, wow, that was a, that was a hard workout. <laughs> of course. But, um, obviously you want them to be hard because that's how you run fast. Of course it prepares you for the races because the races are always hard yeah. uh, i guess i'll ask two more questions the last one will be kind of more fun and more personable um i guess this last second to last one uh i just had in my head um so i probably should remember it uh fuck all right whatever i will just go to the last question so if you had to pick anyone to run with in the world and it could be dead or alive and it could be anywhere in the world, where would it be? And like, who would it be with? Oh, wow. Um, uh, 
Um, I think I'd have, I mean, the classic answer, I think I'd have to say Ilya Kipchoge in okay. Vienna, Austria. Um, I was actually, I studied abroad in Austria. We do a gen, um, January term. Okay. So I was actually in Austria last January with one of my teammates, awesome. Max. Um, and we actually went to Vienna and I was actually able to run where the INEOS project happened. So I think I'd want to go back there and probably run, do a run with Iliad, um, because that, I mean, it was just insane being there, but it'd be even more insane if, if the guy broke two hours in the marathon, who's the spitting image of what makes running great and how positive he is, um, was there too. That's very fair. And I just remember my last question. What's, what's one, I guess, piece of advice that you've held for your running career, whether that be one that you've received from a coach, a friend, another like athlete teammate like or maybe just a quote that you stand by it doesn't have to be running specific um that's a great question uh um i'm just thinking back to my freshman year and i'm thinking about you know if you're an upperclassman if you're a junior or senior and you have freshmen coming in I think my question to you is what kind of leader do you want to be? Um, and I'm not trying to throw shade out there. And because coming in, I really looked up to our seniors and it's freshmen are super impressionable. So, you know, Eli took me under his wing and that's kind of, you know, the goal our seniors have right now is like, what do we want our legacy to be? You know, we want to set the image that the seniors our freshman year did. And we've had a lot of success the last three, four years because of that. And I think juniors and seniors often don't realize the amount of power they actually have to build their program for the future. So I think, I think that's the biggest thing. And that's what I really want to prioritize when, when I graduate here is the future and, you know, being the leaders for these new guys coming in so they can in return do that for the freshmen in three, four years from now. Of course. Oh, well, thank you for everything. And hopefully regionals, nationals goes really well on track. Hopefully I'll talk to you at some point. Maybe we'll bump roads at some point. Maine's a really small place. I don't know if you'll stay in there after, but um, best of luck with everything. Yeah, thank you for taking the time and appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. Take care. All right. You as well. Yeah, see you.